Thanks for joining us for today's sermon. We are always so encouraged to hear how God is working in your life. If the messages of this church have touched you in some way, please share that with us by clicking on the contact tab at lifesc.org to send us an email. And if you would like to give to this ministry, you can do so online to help us bring messages just like this one to you each week. It is our prayer that God blesses you through this message today. That's your job. That's what you do. It's not a job very desirable for anybody. And there is no there's no place for you in some areas of culture. They don't allow shepherds in in certain places. It'd be like making a reservation at a fine restaurant for Christmas Day and you get to the door and they say, well, what do you do for a, for a job? And you tell them, and they're like, oh, well, we're sorry. You're not allowed to eat here. There was a class system at that time in that culture. And so when Jesus showed up to the shepherds, he showed up to the lowest of the low which communicated to everyone that if the lowest have access to the manger, then the highest have access to the manger. That if the lowest can go to Jesus, then everyone can go to Jesus. And it's the beauty of the story because as they came and told, they said they glorified God that the Lord would tell them. So now you understand the scripture that we just read where they were amazed that the angels would tell them why not tell someone great? Why not tell someone in power in the castle? No, Jesus said, I'm going to come as a perfect lamb sacrificed. Who better to understand that than the ones who care for the little lambs? The one who is in the field at night, sleeping with them, watching them, protecting them. He said, this is the people I want to tell first. And I'm going to tell them with angels on high, with a light that says that God has come to dwell with men. And I want to tell you today that there's nothing greater than to meet Jesus at the manger. There's no greater story ever told, but it's more than just a story. It's a story that communicates that with is greater than what. And that good is greater than great. It was good that he told the shepherds instead of great men or great women. It was it was something that communicates to us that no matter what you have, who you're with is always more important. God in his greatness and his vastness and his, his gloriousness in heaven said, I would rather divest myself of all of this greatness to come and do a good work in the earth. He put good ahead of great and he put with ahead of what? All of what he was and all of who he was was manifest into a little human being, a body, a baby. And so this is a beautiful testimony to us of a story that changes forever the value system that we're supposed to have, that our relationships are more important than what we drive and that people that we're with are more important than our vacation this Christmas, and that who we gather around needs to be managed and monitored, and, and that we are having manger moments every time we do something that puts with ahead of what, and good ahead of being great. You might be the greatest in your career, the greatest in your particular field, but guess what? If you do it alone, it's a tragedy. If you have no one around your bed when you get old to comfort you and to be there for you, guess what? You have lived life putting what and great ahead of with and good. And I I want to tell you that as the story shows me in scripture, the prophecy of Jesus coming, that he was going to be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. 
and that his with purchased all of my what? That everything that I have is only because of him coming to my life. I was not worthy of such a relationship, but what I have now and, and putting on a nice suit this Sunday and celebrating the story of Jesus is all of that what is because of the one day I met with a Savior that saved my soul, changed my life, and put me back together again because I was far from him. I was a stranger at the manger, but he said, you're welcome too. You are welcome to come, and you can tell everybody that ever sees or hears or, or touches your life or knows your story, they're going to say, you, you know, you're probably not welcome with the gray. You're probably not welcome with those that are supposed to carry the name of Jesus. But guess what? He came to me too. He came to me too with a with and a good. He said, one day he's going to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the rest of heaven. And I'm so grateful that I don't have to be the greatest. I'm so grateful that I don't have to have so many things and all of this what? This, this pedigree or this, this name, this backing. I don't have to have everything that the world says you're supposed to have to be in a place of prominence, but I can just walk into my mind and I can go down a dirty road to Bethlehem and I can stand at a manger where Jesus was. And I can say this is what was most important. God would rather be with us than be in heaven alone. And God would rather give us good gifts than live with all of his greatness without his children. Amen? See, the disciples struggled with the loss of Jesus later on as we understand that he goes from manger to a man on a mission, and he dies on the cross. The disciples were like, why, why do you have to go? I don't understand this. And everything the disciples needed was released because of who they were with. They understood the relationship between Jesus and them, that, that they had power because they walked with Jesus. And that is the same thing with us. That's the key, is the connection, meeting Jesus at a manger. And my story is the same story as yours, where I spend time thanking God that he's glorified himself and showed himself in my life. Did you know that everything we have is because of what he did John 14, 14 said, you can ask anything in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son, so that God may be glorified in the body of Jesus Christ. And that way, every time we ask God for something, every promise in the book that we take that's a good promise, and we say, God, I'm believing you for it. I'm praying for it. And I prayed in the name of Jesus. When you do that, you're actually having a moment where you meet at the manger. You're actually having a situation where you're actually you're reverencing the revelation of who Jesus is, that he's God in Christ with us. When we sing worship songs, it's a manger moment. When we pray a prayer, it's a manger moment. When we see someone get healed of a sickness that we thought they wouldn't get healed from, it's a manger moment. When we stand at a funeral and say goodbye to a loved one, it's still a manger moment because he bought them for eternity. Amen? And when God gives gifts, he never takes them back. Romans eleven twenty nine. if you want to know proof for that one. He gives gifts, and the scripture says they're irrefutable. He never takes them back. That means if you want a gift from God, you can ask for it. 
If any lacks wisdom, Bible, the Bible says you can ask for it. He gives the gift of utterance of wisdom, of knowledge, gift of faith, gifts of healings, working of miracles. In fact, God gives gifts that keep on giving. Amen. It's the greatest gift that keeps on giving. Amen? From a baby in the first king-size bed. The gifts of prophecy, discernment, or distinguishing between spirits and various kinds of tongues, all these different gifts the scripture talks about in 1 Corinthians 12 and 7, and it says that you can have the gift of faith and, and the gift of these appropriated to you that's given to you by God and is given by one spirit, and that when he gives it, you keep it. You can use it, and it can help you. I'm thankful for the gifts of God. How about you? Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for coming in a manger. The Bible says that when we receive these gifts, we're supposed to use them to serve one another. In fact, Jesus said that I'm going to go away and another comforter will come, the Holy Spirit. But he says and makes sure that they understand in John 14, 18, that I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Right now I'm here in body. I'm coming back in spirit. And I'm not going to just be with you. I'm going to be in you. He had to be with us before he could be in us. Before he could be what we needed, he had to come and manifest himself. His incarnation made possible my inhabitation. Thank you, Jesus, for giving me my own manger moment. Thank you, Jesus, for making yourself known. Manifest just means to make visible. God, who was invisible, became visible in Jesus Christ. What a crazy way to save the world. What a crazy, ridiculous way to save the world. He could have come in greatness, but he said, I'll go as a baby. That's good. That's good right there. And so it's a spiritual principle that we must make God the one thing you choose to never live without. You must make that part of your life, and somewhere in your life you must manifest Jesus in everything you do, because we are now the light in a dark world. Jesus said to his disciples when he brought them aside, he said about eight different blessed, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed, Matthew 5, if you want to read it, but then he said, you are the light of the world, and you're not supposed to cover that. He said, you don't cover it with a bushel, that's it's something that they used to do measurements with. They would measure out with a bushel, and that's how they measured things. It was about nine liters. And he said, you don't take that and put it over a candle and hide the light. You put it on a hill so all can see it. A candle in a window in a hill a mile away can be seen in a dark night. It doesn't matter how dark it gets, the darker the night, the brighter the light. That's what's beautiful about light. His light doesn't create any shadows. If you put a flashlight on this side and light a light, it will not cast a shadow on the wall because light has no shadow of darkness in it. Do it at home. Some of you are going to go home, get out a box of matches, and be like, that preacher's crazy. I'm going to get a shadow out of this light somewhere here. The truth of the matter is there is no darkness in light. And because he is the light, he came to our life. And so by filling us with his spirit, he manifests in us a light of the world. In Romans 12, 1, or 12 and 11, it says that we have manger moments when we do not be slothful in zeal, 
but be fervent in spirit. It says, serve the Lord. In other words, the modern translation for that would be shine bright. Just keep shining bright, and God will use it for his glory. Would you stand with me? We want to do our candle lighting service, and James 1 and 7 says that every good and perfect gift comes from above. And because I know no matter what comes against me, I can shine, and it cannot be destroyed in me because I'm with him. Amen? Whether it's popular or not, I'm with him. Whether it's accepted or not, I'm with him. Whether it's unaccepted, I'm, I'm with him. And he makes all things good. So tonight, we want to light a candle representing the light of the world, Jesus who has come. And then lighting this candle, Sarah, would you help me with this? We want to make known this testament that every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. So what he was was one light that came to earth to light us all. And if you have the candles, would you pass them out? And we're going to take our candles. If we want to gather in a little bit closer, that's fine. If you gather to the edge of the pew, I'm going to light one person on each pew, and then you're going to share by lighting the candle. Then we're going to sing together. The way that we're going to do this is you're going to hold your candle as if it was the microphone that I'm holding, and I'm going to have my candle lit, and you're going to take your candle, and you're going to light it off the candle that's already lit. In other words, this one is lit. This one represents Jesus, that he came to the earth in a major moment. And then he lit the disciples' lives with the light. And then that light was shared when the disciples went out and preached Jesus. It was taken and shared to people all over Jerusalem and Judea, to the uttermost parts of the earth. And as the light spread, the light got brighter. People that did not know if they could ever be a part of God's kingdom. Suddenly, they were excited because they could be lit up. And as the light grew, more and more came to know Jesus Christ. And the more that knew him, the brighter the light. Decembers ago. Well, 
sheep as amazed as the shepherds at the new star that lit up the sky did the willow trees whisper excitement to the rivers and streams passing by did the joy ricochet off the mountains fill up the valleys below did all the world sense love abounding two thousand decembers ago of the barn start to tremble with a glory they could not contain did anyone wake with the feeling of a peace that they could not explain the love must have been overwhelming as it warmed everyone in its foe for all the earth is still telling of 2,000 Decembers ago. been overwhelming 2,000 Decembers ago I know you can't clap but you want to thank you Tanya that was so beautiful would you hold your candles up without dripping them carefully and let's make a prayer to the Lord. Lord, give us the chance to be the light in a dark world, to share the gospel story with somebody this year. Somebody that feels like they've lived in darkness. They wouldn't show it on their face. They smile and say, everything's okay. But inside they know they need more with and less what. Inside they know they need more good. The whole things, the healthy things, the good things and less great that the world tells them to chase after. Less chasing, less running, less frantic hecticness, and more 
being held by a good God. I ask for your light to shine bright in this world through us, we pray. And if you believe that prayer and you want to see God do more with you and in your life, everyone said amen. You may blow out your light carefully. Amen. We celebrate Jesus. We celebrate you. Thank you for being at our candlelight service tonight. God is good, is he not?